0: Are you ready to play a story? My name's Jonathan and this is The Snake's Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about games as they'd like to know. This week it's time to get comfy, pull up the blankets and get ready for games that use big old storybooks to transport you into an imaginary world. Welcome back to the Snakescast. Once again, this week are my imaginary friends, Steve Tassi. Greetings, fellow travelers. And Vincent Kong. Gleep, glorp. Oh, I imagine they're my friends anyway. So, no discussion of modern storybook games can easily begin with anything other than the legendary board game, Tales of the Arabian Nights. Uh, before that, there was something called The Voyage of the BSM Pandora, which was... Game was published in a magazine. It's a game that has is pretty much unheard of at this point. But Arabian Nights became a huge deal in the mid eighties. Got a beautiful uh, republishing in, uh, the, in the middle of uh, the two thousand oddies, And today, it's kind of the benchmark for these storybook style games. Have either of you two played it before?
1: I have not, but I have played uh, Agents of Smirsh, which leans heavily yeah. on Tales of the Arabian Nights mechanically. We'll talk about Agents of yeah. Smirsh a little bit later. Mm, and stories, I have
2: no idea what stories are about. Talk to me about mechanics.
0: Okay, so
2: uh, here's the story
0: with Tales of the Arabian Nights. Uh, the players are characters from the folklore... of uh, of these stories so one person might be shahrazad one person might be sinbad or alibaba and you've got a big beautiful map of the world as it was known with uh, baghdad in the center, where right. it belongs, mm-hmm. you know this. This was the center of culture and science and learning and religion of the entire world, as far as the West was concerned at that point. And uh, you explore outwards, and uh, you'll uh, you'll you'll encounter all kinds of crazy things. You might meet an angry jinn, or a powerful princess, or a wretched beggar. You know, the be an adjective mm-hmm. noun usually, and then there'll be a list of ten choices for you to pick from. So do you drink with them? Do you pray for them? Do you rob them? Do you mm. beat them?
1: You try to seduce them. Whatever.
0: You, know, you, you, you choose one of these things. And then depending on the roll of a couple of dice and the choice that you make, one person is going to open up this great big phone book of, <laughs> a, of a book of tales that has over 2,000 little micro tales in it.
2: I thought it was only supposed to be 1,001.
0: Uh, that was the original edition. The new <laughs> edition, the, 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 the Z-Man reprint, has twice as many. And so they open up this page and they'll read a paragraph text and you find out what happens to you based on what you tried to do. And sometimes if you have a particular skill like quick thinking or magic or piety, then you'll get a better ending than if you don't have a particular skill. And things happen to you. You gain story points for bad things that happen to you. You get destiny points for awesome things that you do. And once you've accumulated a certain amount of story and destiny, you can get back to Baghdad for the win. But... Really, it's not so much about the winning as it is about having these bizarre tales, these strange adventures all over the place. And uh, that's, that's the appeal of Tales of the Arabian Nights. Uh, you don't really have a whole lot of control over what happens to you, mm-hmm. uh, but you do have control over what choices you make, just not over what effect they're going to have. Do you want to be a jerk? Do you want to be nice? That you get to control. Are you going to succeed? Are you going to fail? And That's kind of up to the whims of fate. As it should be. Well, at least in this kind of tale, it is. That it works very well for this type of story. Steve, tell us a little bit about Agents of Smirch
1: and how it. Uh So it's a little different uh, mechanically from uh, Arabian Nights in that it is a co-op game. Mm -hmm. So there is no uh, racing back to Baghdad to win. Uh, It is you as a group of secret agents are trying to foil the plots of the villainous Dr. Lobo uh, (laughs) by collecting intel, going from uh, city to city on the map, encountering his henchmen and his lieutenants and learning about where his base is, and then eventually when you uh, have a certain amount of intel, you go and you confront him uh, and uh, hopefully defeat him and throw him in prison. Uh, However, you might lose because uh, periodically when things happen... The Doctor Lobo plan advances one stage along its progression, and if it gets to the end before you've actually gotten the, enough intel, you lose. And he has, you know, blown up the world or whatever his plans are. Um, but he's very much like a Bond villain. Oh, it, oh, yes, it's an incredibly Bond-esque game, uh, and uh, you are uh, spies uh, from various sort of genres of spy. There's uh, You know the the formal former uh, World War II uh, commando who's now a spy. There's the uh, very black exploitation mod squad kind of uh, (laughs) black spy with the afro. Uh, There's the femme fatale kind of spy. There's the uh, there's the uh, the kung fu expert and so on. So you pick. Uh, which spy you want to be. You get certain uh, abilities just based on who you are, but you also get to pick a few starting skills. And as you encounter the different things, you get into car chases, uh, there's an interrogation, uh, you know uh oh contraband smugglers whatever it is uh, you can either improve your skills or sometimes you suffer and uh, things go badly for you and you get things like wow well, he, now he's injured and now he's you know paranoid or whatever um, and uh, that's the basic idea but just like Arabian Nights it has a gigantic book of scenarios so you know you're in Cairo and you have uh, there's you know a woman at the bar sends you a drink, what do you do? And you choose, well, I try to seduce her, or I try to kill her, or I make contact, you know, just all these choices, and then you find out uh, how you did uh, based on your reaction and a few other factors, and um, yeah, it's it's fun, it's great if you're playing it with a James Bond soundtrack in the background. Necessary. Uh, yeah, Martinis in Absolutely hand. Absolutely,
0: have to have the 60s yeah, Brit Funk going yes. in the
1: background. Uh, but again, it's not the sort of game that's for everybody. Anyone who is looking for heavy amounts of strategy in a game, look elsewhere because you're not going to find that. Um, I have friends who will never, ever play Smirsh again just because... It's not a game about strategizing and formulating moves. It is a game about experiencing the world of fictional 60s espionage. I and think that's where the line gets blurred between a storybook game and a role-playing game. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly you are playing a role in Agent of Smirsh, but oh, you're not rolling dice and swinging swords.
0: Let's see, you do roll dice in Smursh.
1: Yes, the skill tests involve uh, die rolling. And again, you, c- you can jump over a, uh, a skill role if you've got the appropriate skills that it's just assumed, well, mm-hmm. this guy's a crack driver, so of course he's going to succeed at the car chase. Uh,
0: but uh, if, Even so, though, it's, uh, it's, it's a game where you win or lose. In both of these cases, it's done when it's finished. And it's, mm-hmm. not like a, it's not as open-ended as a role-playing game where when we get to the end of the session, we're going to find what happens next time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but you do still find yourself acting in character while you play. So in that regard, it is very much like a role-playing game.
0: So, Vincent, you've heard a little bit now about these kinds of games. This is usually kind of not your style of game. What what, what impression are you getting based on what you're hearing here?
2: Well, I have a couple of minor concerns. Um, again, from the mechanics point of view, when I think about it, stories and games are a bit different. So, like, if you give... Oh, yeah,
0: they're a lot different.
2: If you give a player, like, an option to control the story, then I feel like there's just going to be a lot of wish-fulfillment, Mary Sue situations where things just go the way you want them to go. Like, how, how are these games supposed to develop and address these sorts of concerns?
0: Well, you don't always succeed at what you're trying to do. I mean, it's not... Because you have so little control over what happens to you, it's not like a Euro game where you can make it so that if you build your engine just so, you'll always succeed. It's, there's, there, there's, a, there's a sufficient amount of chaos that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. in just not knowing what the next paragraph is going to tell you that it helps with
2: that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then chaos might lead to the other direction though i mean you have all this whole phone book of disjoint stories how does it then stitch into a coherent
1: n- narrative where if it would just become story cubes then you just are random things happening well for smirsh at least there's a focus on you're trying to defeat dr lobo so even though the events come up in a, in a random order and you might get a similar event or the same event that you got the last time you played. Um, the outcome might be different just because of what skills you have this time. Um, but everything everything has a... It, it's, it's funneling down to a particular thing. And so if you think about it, those 60s espionage films, a lot of random things happen that just each one gives you a little piece of the puzzle and eventually the spy figures it out. Um, maybe they've been played as a patsy partway through, whatever, but they, they eventually get to where they're going. And I think that that, that element works well in um, Sh- Smirsh. Uh, and the,
0: uh, the encounters with Lobo's henchmen also kind of ramp up.
1: Yes, of they get they harder and harder. The more the more you've succeeded at the 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 tougher the next one is going to be to defeat. So it doesn't matter what order you actually meet the individual henchmen in, but your second henchman is always going to be tougher than your first one, uh, and so mm-hmm. on. And yeah, but, I I don't know how um, Arabian Nights really deals with that random factor.
0: Um, well, part of it is the subject matter. Just like you said with spy movies, the Arabian Nights are kind of weird and random and strange in these ways. So it, it doesn't seem all that odd that one moment you'd be in a marketplace haggling over the price of this lamp mm-hmm. that you uh, that, that seems dirty and dingy and so on. And the next, you would be exploring the Lake of Diamonds uh, and trying yeah, yeah. to avoid poisonous snakes or something. It, it all...
2: And then all of a sudden, the bandit leader shows up sure for no reason
0: it's it's it, it makes because of course they want the diamonds from the like wow. of diamond I guess that's true and this this is another thing too is that in well, human beings always look for patterns right we 'll always try and find a way to make coherent sense, like even in our regular lives, if we've had this and that the other thing happen to us we'll sort of put those together into a kind of story arc we'll We'll imagine the connective tissue in that story if necessary. And one of the things that I've experienced playing Tales of the Arabian Nights with my friends is that people always wind up finding the connections – between these ra- seemingly random things that happened and deciding, oh, well, that changed this character so that now they're more like so this sort of thing. Or they were fated to do this because of this thing that happened in that other player's story in a similar part of the world. Or they'll decide that this angry beggar was the same as the uh, powerful beggar that the person met before, only now...
1: Now they're angry because of what you did to them.
0: <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and um, similarly, in, in, in Tales of the Ribbon, I there's a lot less structure than there is in Smirch because you don't have that escalating challenge. <coughs> of dealing with this. What you do have are quests, uh, which provide a sort of an overarching feeling Like you want to visit these places in the world to taste different kinds of food or to find your perfect soulmate or something like this. But in addition, uh, just like in Smurfs, there are conditions that you can suffer. If you, mm-hmm. get, if you become wounded, that, that's a card that goes in front of you. You are now wounded and that's going to affect you in all these ways. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you are now insane. Which means the other players are going to make all those choices for you from now on for the rest of the game. (laughs) Or maybe you're ensorcelled, or married, or lost, or uh, envious. And all these things affect you in different ways. I like how
2: married is one of those things alongside of insane and lost.
0: (laughs) Well, being married is interesting because you have to go back to be with your spouse and possibly have a child every once in a while. And uh, you'll find out whether your child is ugly or beautiful... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and and that affects how well you do in other things. And, 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 and stitching these things together, it, it, they don't actually need to necessarily have that coherent thread because the thread appears just through that human exercise of seeking patterns and finding them even when they're not there. For a long time, Tales of the Arabian Nights was the only storybook game you could get, or, or almost. We had the BSM Pandora in 1985, Uh, which is the same year the original Tales came out, the Star Trek Adventure Game was published. This was designed by Greg Kostikian and Doug Kaufman, uh, who was one of the many designers behind the original Tales of the Arabian Nights. This was a two-player game where you'd explore space and have adventures, and it's practically impossible to find these days. Uh, Unless
1: you visit Snakes and Lattes Annex.
0: We totally have it in the archive. I have no idea how to play it, but it seems super awesome. Um, These days we've also got Agents of Smirsh. And there's a new game just published by Brian, uh, by Ryan Laucott. It's called Above and Below. Have you guys seen this one?
1: I've heard of it. I haven't had a chance to actually yeah, take a look at it. Yeah, I've only just heard of it, basically. It.
0: So I think you might really enjoy this one in particular, Vincent. It's got, uh, it literally is two games, Above and Below. Above, you're basically playing Agricola. So you've nice. got your farm and your town. You're building things. You're hiring people. You're doing tasks. You're collecting resources. I'm already interested. But... There's also below, there's the caves below, this massive system of underworld caves with strange adventures to happen. And when you go down there, when you send some people down there to explore, that's where the big storybook comes in. And the stuff that you find below can be used to construct new stuff and and do new things above. And the things you collect above can make it easier and more effective for you to explore below. Mm -hmm. So the two games interact. So it's Tales of the Arabian Nights meets Agricola, which sounds amazing. And I really want to play it. I have no idea how well it works, though. Um, but this, this, this topic of sort of a pastoral growing things, the topic of 60 spy movies, the, uh, you know, the, the tales of the Arabian Nights theme, these are all very, very unique in particular settings. And it seems to me that in some ways, the most important part of the game is the setting itself, the the theme, what kind of stories are going to be told. My question for you now is this. If your fairy godmother said, I will give you a storybook theme game in any theme that you choose, which theme would you ask for?
2: Well, for myself, I used to work in a hospital and I was aware and constantly seeing these real human stories taking place all around, whether it was in the emergency room or whether it was in the maternity ward. Very different emotional feelings and very different stories, but always very, very fascinating to see.
0: That would be an amazing fit for this because each of these is like each patient, each situation is Mm -hmm. its own unique separate thing, which could be in a big book, but together...
2: You can play as a doctor, you can play as, uh, you know, potentially even like a janitor in the hospital, sanitizing things. Security,
1: patients, doctor, all of it.
0: That, I would totally play that game. That's a great idea.
1: Okay, Steve, can you top that? Uh, Well, I don't know about topping it, but uh, (laughs) I would love to see a superhero-themed storybook game. Because there are a lot of superhero games out there, but none of them really... Live up to a lot of what the whole superhero genre is about that you know encountering different henchmen and and villains and saving the day and fighting disasters and your origin story and uh, you know the, having a secret identity that you have to protect so that your loved ones don 't get hurt and, and just all that all that emotional baggage that is within the superhero genre doesn't really come through in any of the superhero games that I've seen. Uh, And I think that a a storybook version uh, would be better at doing that side of the genre. Mm -hmm.
0: I love the idea of uh, superpowers being kind of like the talents that you have in Tales of the Arabian Nights. Instead of piety or quick thinking, it would be invisibility or super strength. uh, Exactly. If you have flight, then this is what happens. If you don't, then this is what happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Neat. Uh, The Star Trek one is probably like a a more modernized one where you're, uh, I guess, probably Voyager would be the ideal one because Mm. they really were encountering new things every time. Mm. Uh, Something like that. Or it wouldn't even have to be Star Trek. Just a space exploration thing where you get to new planets and you have different experiences. Mm. I would love something like that. wrap it up for this week if there's a topic you'd like to hear about on the show tweet it to us at SnakesCast or post it on the Snakes and Days Facebook page Vincent, Steve thanks for being here
2: thanks for having us thank you a pleasure
0: SnakesCast is produced by P.T. Douglas music is provided by Benson the opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it thank you for listening game on